Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, my guy? Yo, I'm awesome, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Listen, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of shit been going well. I've been feeling good. Football and then kicked off last night. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh we spoke a little bit. You know, before we started recording, you know, you boy looked a little bit suspect, but we ain't gonna go there because that ain't this podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but hey, it's uh, it's great, man. It's great. Uh, how how you doing though, man? Everything good with you? Man, I am uh, honestly, I'm on cloud nine, man. Everything is going good. Everything's going great. I'm excited about this podcast. Um, we got a we got a good one this time. You know what I'm saying? We usually got some good ones, but this one is a classic. So. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited to get into it. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? I'm super excited because, you know what I'm saying, we got the new guy coming out. Yeah, I'm excited about that as well, man. But before we get into that, man, um, we, we did a disservice to the people. Uh, mm-hmm. The previous episode, uh, we forgot to mention that Candyman, uh, our previous yep. episode, was our 100th episode, man. That's right, man. That's right. 100, 100 down, bro. A hundred down. That's crazy, That's man. Crazy. Like we, we've been doing this podcast a little bit over a year and a half. Uh, we started in January mm-hmm. of 2019. And, man, it's been, it's been a fun ride, man. I'm so glad that we yeah. came together and put this podcast together. And to get Fact. to a hundred episodes, it's, yo, it's crazy. It's crazy. But we on one-on-one right now. And, and the mm-hmm. goal is, is to keep this bad boy climbing, man. For sure, man. Listen, the the fact that we started this, joint, you know, what I'm saying, just on the uh, on the text message, <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> it, it was on some. Hey, man, you want to do a pod? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, cool. And then next thing you know, man, you know what I'm saying hundred hundred episodes later, you know, what I'm saying we still grinding, man. So yeah, that's fire. I like that, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But like you were saying, man, we we start we starting another project together, man. The four three, mm-hmm. man. Yep. That's gonna that's gonna be awesome, man. Like, and, and we did the same thing we did the last time. You know, we was just trying to come up with names. Now, what we did different this time was we was seeing what names were taken, and mm-hmm. we were just trying to guess the names. But you know how we came up with the name of this podcast? We didn't give a fuck what other people was doing. We were just like man, texting listen. each other back and forth ideas. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> we went through. We went through probably about a good twenty-five names, bro, before we even got to the one we needed. I'm telling you, but it's so many. It's so many podcasts out there, man. Oh, man. But you know what, man? Now, now that we're speaking on it, and, and I know people might think that we sound bitter, man, but it's not that. Like I'm sitting here looking at my podcast lineup. You know, so you know mm-hmm. all the podcasts that you follow, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, it's like. It's to a point where like forty percent of them don't even post anymore. Yeah, and it's like yeah, they was the ones who just got a podcast in the pandemic and yep, and and it's like you, you can see and it's like 
they don't they don't care and they wasn't as passionate about this shit like we are and right. it's just like <clears throat> yo like why why the fuck would you even start it if you're just doing it for you know what I'm saying like that's that's what I meant that day that I was ranting about people doing podcasts and mm-hmm. it's like how everybody got a podcast that's famous and they got the uh and they got the cheat code and it's like yeah that's what it was and it's like you could tell they didn't care about the shit that's the only thing i meant because i've been doing this shit and you as well you know shit we're in our fourth year of podcast yep so it's like you know we have took our craft and we molded it we shaped it and we got better and better and better i mean i know i don't know how often you listen to it but like when the last time you listened to it I already home Man, um, actually, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually went back and listened to the last episode, the one that I hate the most. Um, I listened to that about two weeks ago. Just cause, just I just I just wanted to listen just cause, so I know what not to do again. Like I I I think for me, I think my biggest thing is that I go back and find ones that I dislike, and I try to take that and get all the information that I can from that. That way, going forward, I know what not to do. And sometimes it's a, you know what I'm saying, sometimes it works, but also it's other times where it it could be a little bit discouraging. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I was, I was meaning more in a sense of I'll listen to like an old pie and be like, mm-hmm. damn, like I sound inexperienced. I, you know, I don't sound confident in what I'm right. saying. Right. And it's like, <clears throat> now it's not even like that. Like, I remember telling you, dude, I mean, look, fuck beer. Like, I wouldn't even drink like water because yep. I would be so afraid yep. that I'm going to choke on the water. Yep. <laughs> and, I, and I actually did one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. But, like, it's just, and then, like, the confidence has grown, you know, throughout that time. And it's just the fact that, mm-hmm. like, doing it as long as we've been doing it. And it's just, like, it just, it really, it really just became, like, a part of my life. And it's, like, some people, that jump in the podcast game. And it's, like, oh, well, you know, I'm just doing this shit real quick. They keep my mm-hmm. name out there to stay relevant because everybody else got a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I meant. When I would say, "Yo, it's bullshit that some of these people are getting podcasts," so you know, no, but, I, um, I feel you because like, with me, man, like I want to be, I want to be one of those names that's up there with the Combat Jack, you know what I'm saying, with the Charlemagne, with the Joe Buttons, you know what I'm saying, with the Andrew Schultz, with you know what I'm saying, with uh, the, the Kid Furies and Crystals and Joe Rogans, you know what I'm saying, and, and uh, all those other podcasts that get the recognition that they, you know what I'm saying rightfully so deserve but i also want to be one of those guys that you know what I'm saying when people see our names and they listen to our pod they understand like yo we really take our time and we really you know so like you said we really hone our craft and really work on this to make something that when people listen to it they can actually appreciate it they can actually enjoy it and you know what I'm saying we can create a fandom to where we can interact with our, you know, saying our listeners and and get, you know, saying suggestions and all these other things. Like, I don't think people really understand how much work it goes into talking about anything for an extended period of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I was listening to um, Joe's podcast, Joe Button's podcast, 
And it's he was talking about, you know what I'm saying, uh, Ice and Ace are the new members of the Joe Biden podcast. And they was talking about how, um, I want to say it was on Patreon, but they was just saying basically how, you know, when they first came into it, it just seemed like they was kicking the shit, like they were just talking to their friend. They didn't realize and understand the production that goes into it, the time that goes into it. You know what I'm saying? That doing it, because, you know, they done boosted it from going to two days a week. You know, now they potting dang near five days a week. Like, this is le- this is legit a real job for Joe Budden. And what people don't understand is, like, you think you can come in and talk about something or talk about two topics for, I don't know, let's say um, 30 minutes. Just think about that. You have to do that every week consistently. And it has mm-hmm. to be something new consistently. It can't be talking about the old thing that you talked about last time because we already heard that. We want to hear what's new. You know what I'm saying? It can't be uh, you know, some stuff that people don't care about because now they ain't going to listen. But then you take that and you double it to an hour. And then you take that and you make it two times a week. Like, people don't understand the work that goes into this. People don't really, you know what I'm saying, like, understand the the time and effort that it takes to actually sit down, be able to have a space to sit down, you know what I'm saying, to get the equipment and talk about it. It's, it's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes. And then with us, we don't have a production team. We are the production team. So when it comes down to it, it's like if something mess up, that's on us. You know what I'm saying? If if something didn't come out, that's on us. If the information is wrong, that we, with whatever we're talking about, that's on us. So, yeah, man, it's... it's um. It's interesting. Four years in, um, I know I've grown a lot going back and even listening to the first one. Um, I've I've done so many changes and flips and recreations and editing. I've learned how to do editing. I've learned how to do video editing. I've learned how to do a plethora of things just by, you know what I'm saying, taking the time out and actually taking it serious. So, some people, it can be um, a blessing. For others, it can be a curse. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's just I like doing it. I love doing it. It's something that, from you know, I tell you all the time, it's like a therapy moment for me, man. It's a time I actually get to sit down. I get to focus on something and really get into it and not have to worry about anything else outside of what I'm doing. So, man, you know what I'm saying? To more success, bro, more years, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So, uh and also, man, I appreciate everybody for, you know, sticking with us. You know, we, we've grown throughout this time mm-hmm. um, on, uh, on Viewers Anonymous, man. And so I appreciate everybody that took the time out to listen. And, like, and even, even if it's a situation where y'all look at the title, I don't really fuck with that movie. I see what they got coming <laughs> in a couple of days. If, even if it's that, yo, it don't even matter. Yeah. Just You know, as long as you, you know, you took the time to be like, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to click on here and, you know, see what these guys got. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy what they do. I enjoy the stories, all that type of stuff. Because, you know, that's one thing that, you know, Charlemagne always say, you know, before we get into the what we're watching is, his best advice on somebody that want to start a podcast is be you because nobody yep. has your story. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. somebody can, somebody can come on here and, and somebody can duplicate what we doing. Somebody can start mm-hmm. their own podcast and be like, okay, what movie they got coming out? All right, we're going to do this movie too. Yep. The thing is they can do the same movie we're doing, but it ain't going to be us. 
Right. You know, we, right. we got our own stories. We got our own perspectives of, of what we saw and all of that type of shit. So, you know, like I come on here just like I do this. I did the same thing with Stolen Time. I do the same thing with 28 Minutes or Less. I'm going to be me regardless. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get S. Dot Foster. And I know it's going to be the same for you. You're going to get Scoots Bronson. So yep. it's just, you know, be yourself. Do what you do. And if you think you can handle it, because like you say, everybody think, oh, man, I can go. Yeah, ahead. Er- everybody think it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's easy. It's definitely not. Yes, sir. I'm telling man, you, this yes, is, sir. it's a different beast to have to get on. Man, listen, I remember going back like to Already Home, bro, like, we were doing like two hour pods. Like we was doing yeah. legit two hour pods, bro. And I'm talking about we was talking about music. We was talking about culture. We were talking I mean, it sounds easy to talk about, but it's not. It's really not. After a while it get old. It's like, okay, I'm I'm done talking about such and such. Like I remember going on and we was talking about Tupac. I was like, bro, I'm not a Tupac fan. I don't care about Tupac, <laughs> but I had to talk about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, man. Hey, that's the one thing about music pods, man. That's why it was, man. That's why. Look, I'm, I'm at it again. You know, rest mm-hmm. in peace. I love you to my guy, Uncle Washington. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you don't know how many, man. We 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 could have been the in the in the. I only mean in the time since. We could have been a Joe Budden podcast dude if we had yeah. time. He, he yeah. wanted two hours every every podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you, but but he had the and, and the the beauty of it all is that he had the spirit to do it though. And I think that's what a lot of people like when they come into trying to start a podcast is the fact that you know what I'm saying to them it just like people talking. You don't understand that it's people that actually care about the topics that they're talking about. Or they have the information to talk about the topics that they talk about, and so I feel like once you once you actually get into the groove of doing it, and you actually see the work that goes into it, then you understand. And that's when you know, saying like we talked about the line, I told you, like yo, the cream always rises to the top, bro. Like I don't care how many people start a podcast. At the end of the day, you start as many podcasts as you want. If this is not what you want to do, it's not going to continue. It's not going to be consistent. It's not going to keep happening. So. I don't know, man. I, I like I said, man. Hundred, hundred in, hundred more to go. Hundred more after that. You know, what I'm saying and so on and so forth. So you know, what I'm saying we getting it moving, bro. We are getting it moving. Yes, this sir, is just the man. beginning, man. That is that is right, man. Definitely right, man. So we're mm-hmm. gonna jump in the first segment. Yes, sir. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's get it. What we watching? All right, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first, man. I only got okay. uh, one. I haven't finished it yet. Um, it's like a little docu series that I started on Netflix, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and that's another thing we got a uh, shit. I don't want to call it a holiday, um, but it's the 20 year anniversary of 9 11. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, so I've been watching uh, Turning Point 9 11 and the War on Terror. Um, they got it on Netflix. I also watched the first episode of uh, uh, Spike Lee put one together too. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what did Spike Lee call his? He called because his is also dealing with COVID. Like the first okay. episode 
is just talking about COVID and when people first um, heard of COVID and when it when it you know first direct you know when it first affected their life. And here's this uh, NYC, the epicenter, 9-11 to 2021 and a half. So um, I've been I've been watching those, man. Um, it's, it's it's always a it's always a a thought that goes through my head every time nine eleven come around. Even though I wasn't close to New York or anything, but like you know, that's one of those things where you remember where you were. Mm-hmm. You know, I was mm-hmm. sophomore. I was sophomore in high school. I was in social studies class. You know, I remember it like that Friday night because it happened on the Tuesday. That Friday night they canceled our game, and we played. Bro, I was I was in eighth grade science class, Miss Cannon. That's what that was my teacher, Miss Kennedy. And mine was Miss Hughes. Okay, she turned on the TV, and we actually seen the second plane crash into the tower. We did too. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, it was it was it was because yeah. they went over the intercom and said, you know, turn yep. the TVs on type of thing, because we we played our game. That was the first time I played. We played on a Saturday afternoon. Played a day game because they uh they mm-hmm. just felt that it wasn't right to play a game that Friday night. And they painted a flag right. on the field, all that type shit. But um anyway, that's that's what I've been watching, man. Um, so it's it's just crazy to think it's been twenty years. Yeah, man. Um, so for me, uh, <laughs> I ended up staying up super late one night, man. Hopped on Netflix, got bored. You know how I get when the, when the documentaries pop up. So I found the documentary called John of God, The Crimes of a Spiritual Healer. Um, it's on Netflix. It's about a um, self-proclaimed spiritual healer who has various sexual allegations against him. And for the people that um, people that end up watching it, just know that it's in a different language. I believe it's in Portuguese. I want to say he was in Brazil or one of those South American countries that speak Portuguese. But um, I watched it with the subtitles, and let me tell you, man, it gets crazy. So I'm right now. I'm currently on episode three, and um, it's, it's getting it's getting good. But yeah, check that out, man. It's called John the God: The Crimes of a Spiritual Healer. Um, if you are one of those people that's not in the subtitles. Don't even bother. But if you don't mind, trust me. This this is one of the uh, documentaries that are, that's gonna have you shook up. That's what's up, man. That sounds nuts. No, <laughs> it is. Trust me, I mean, it is, bro. That shit sound insane, man. Listen, insane. he he really had dude really had people believing that they was being healed. Like I, I tell you this quick one. Like this, the one of the ladies in episode one. She's talking about how uh, I believe she said she was diagnosed with like some type of cancer or something like that. So he takes these like surgical scissors, puts them in her nose, and he turns it twenty five times, um, kind of uh, not counterclockwise, but uh, clockwise. And then right, he pulls it out. So she starts fainting. They pick her up. They take her to the bathroom, and she throws up, like, this big blob of blood. So the the lady that's with him is he's rubbing – he's she's rubbing on it or whatever. And then, like, the lady's like, yo, I, she, start, she said she started feeling better. 
And then like two or three days later, she just got worse. So it's like it's it's crazy, bro. It's like it's a it's a whole crazy scenario. And then <laughs> like <laughs> bro, you, you just gotta watch it, bro. You just gotta watch it. Cause when you when you hear the story, at first they make you they make you feel like, oh, this dude is really doing some good work. And then everything turns around and you like, oh, this this dude is is pre R. Kelly. <laughs> like on oh, some dude is nuts, bro. Oh my god, yo. This shit, this yeah, shit man. is nuts. Yeah. This shit is nuts. But man, for the feature presentation, um what we got for y'all today, we taking y'all back to the hood. Uh we yep. doing New Jack City, but this is the ironic thing. Taking them to the quarter. Yeah, to the quarter. And this is the 30 year anniversary this year. This movie came out in 1991. Oh, wow. Nice. Yes. Now, granted, remember I told you I done somewhat of an mm-hmm. episode on this on 28 minutes or less, but it was more right. about the like I, brothers, right? I yeah, the, yeah, it was about the Chamber Brothers and um yeah. and the dude that was speaking on that is one of the dudes that did the screenplay. And Barry Michael Cooper, he uh he actually talked and like the whole mm-hmm. idea of the Carter, he wrote that <clears> in because <throat> it's what the Chambers brothers did in Detroit. They did they okay. they whole reign went down in Detroit. But we'll get there when we get there. But man, this is uh I mean, come on, man. Wesley Snipes, Ice T, Alan Payne, Chris Rock. You know what I'm saying? Bill uh, Mario Van Peebles, man. Yeah. Bill Michael Nutt. Michelle, yo, let me tell you something, brother. Oh, Michael man. Michelle, bro, she was like my like third crush. Like, come on, man. You talking? You talking about fine women in the nineties, bro? She was one of them, and she was in like a bunch of black movies. She was in, uh, matter of fact, was she in like ER or something like that? She TV was. Something? And you want? And you want to know a sleeper movie, dude? Why we haven't done this movie? Well, she that? was in the. She was in the Six Man. You remember that? Yes, with with uh with uh Marlon Wayne, Kadeem Car- uh, uh, Hardison. Yo, that was my movie, bro. Why we haven't done that? They man. played for the Washington Huskies. Man, come on, man. What are you talking about? We gotta do. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta yeah. set that up. We gotta set that up. Yo, listen. Six Man was my joint. My mom, she put me onto that movie. I forgot when it came out. I just know she. We watched that movie, bro. I used to watch that movie all the time, bro. That was my. I used joint. to love that movie. I used to let it. It had movie. um oh my god, it had Chris uh oh what is dude's name? His first name is Chris. It, he's a he's a light skinned bald dude, the little short dude that he used to think he was sweet, but he wasn't good enough. But um he was he was also in the Jamie Foxx show like, in the later years of it, but now he's, like, one of the most successful writers in Hollywood right now. Oh, man. I wish oh, I could remember I'm what you're talking about. I'm about, to, I'm about to find it. Go ahead, real quick. I'm about, uh, I'm but, man, it. you got Christopher Williams, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Bill Cobbs, Vanessa Williams, the dark Vanessa Williams, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Judd Nelson and Russell Wong, man, he was in, um, he, he was Thank the you. dude, he was the dude in, um, Romeo must die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, um, real quick, I'm talking about Chris Spencer. Chris Spencer is 
one of the most successful writers in Hollywood, bro. And he's he has put a lot of comedians on for stand up, for his uh television and film. But dude, man, listen, in that movie, he thought he was the man, bro. He had no skills in that movie, but he thought he <laughs> he swore he was the man. But he he came a long way from that. From that was I think that was my first time actually seeing him, seeing him. But I remember he he ended up in um on the Jamie Foxx show with um oh my good never mind don't I'm not even about to try to remember his name either. But yeah, he it was he he's done a lot of great work out here, bro. So that that movie put some people on. Oh, definitely. Um, and then like the cameos, man. You had Fab Five Freddy. Flavor Flay, mm-hmm. yeah, Keith Sweat, um, uh, Levert, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Gerald Levert, um, yep, dude, Guy was in here, yeah. Oh, like, the who music, was the dude? Who was the dude singing at the trash can? That that was Gerald Levert. Okay, yeah, okay. That was the, right. that was the group though, because remember they had the uh, the group Levert, but you know Gerald Levert was yeah, because it was him and his brother. I forget what his brother name, and it was another guy. I can't did you, remember. Did you say Judd Nelson? Yeah, I said Judd Nelson. Because Judd Nelson, he reminds you of like he reminds me of like early uh what's my what's my guy named Robert Downey Jr. Like he kind of looked mm-hmm. like Robert Downey Jr. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, like he uh yeah, he did he did his thing here, man. But like it was, a, it was, was in this joint, bro. Yeah, he sung at the wedding. Yeah, man. Yeah, and like I said, guy, they did the uh, cause at at the uh, when it was New Year's, you had Flavor Flav, he brought it in, then Fab mm-hmm. Five Freddy came out, and then he mm-hmm. brought out Guy. Yep, cause that's when uh, Nino was like canceled his another one. No, well, no, that was no, 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 that was a, uh, that was later, that was later, cause they was good at this time, they was on good terms at this time. That's when the um when the Italian dude came and gave oh, right, him right, that, right, right, right. The, uh, that that guy with that thing around it with the noose around his neck, mm-hmm. and that's when he cut it cut his ponytail off, mm-hmm. and he told the spaghetti eating dudes to go home. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, listen, it, this real quick though this this movie is um to me this is like this is what Snowfall. Like, uh, I'm sorry, Snowfall is the extended version of this. And, uh, and also the West Coast version of this. But the fact that this movie showed how crack cocaine not only um, not only gave a lot of opportunity to impoverished um, communities, but also did the damage to those same communities at the same time, I think this is probably one of the most realish views that we had on um, what they called the war on drugs at the time. This is probably one of the most realish views we had as far as movies or any television shows or anything like that had went at the time. And the reason I think it is uh, is two reasons. Number one, with um with my man that did the uh with did the screenplay that I mentioned earlier, I mean mm-hmm. now Thomas Lee Wright he deserved some credit too. He he did the story. He was part of the, uh, of the screenplay. But Barry Michael Cooper, you know, with him 
taking this story that is actually a real story in the Chamber Brothers. Like I mentioned earlier, like the Chamber Brothers were these dudes from Arkansas. They was down there. There was, you know, petty drug dealers. They weren't really making a lot of money down there. So the oldest brother ended up moving to Detroit. And then he started, you know, selling a little weed or whatever, whatnot. And then he brought the rest of his family up there. And then they start this whole enterprise of drug dealing. And they started selling heroin and crack. Because, you know, Detroit was one of those very bad spots. Like, when it comes to crack cocaine, it was Detroit, it was New York, and it was Los Angeles. Like, those were your three, like, largest crack cocaine, like, that was in the, in the, in the worst way. Those mm-hmm. were the worst spots of uh, crack cocaine. So he took a real story in the Chamber Brothers and the whole thing of the Carter, the Chambers Brothers did this shit first. Like they actually mm-hmm. did this shit in Detroit. So that's another reason why it felt so real because it was a real story. And the, and the second thing that made this very important and made it seem more like a real story, they gave you an undercover cop point of view as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you right. get the drug dealer side and you also get the cop side district DA and, and all of that type shit. So that's what makes this feel very real as well. Mm-hmm. And see the the, the storyline of it all also is um, it was interesting because you also get to see the breakdown of a family too. You know what I'm saying? This is really centered around not just Nino Brown, but it's also centered around his brother, G-Money. And you get to see how um, one of the drug dealers actually ends up addicted to the drug that they're selling. You know what I'm saying? Like, G-Money ended up doing it. <clears throat> and so, like, this, it's, it's a lot of different things that that's going on in this movie all at the same time and it's like the way that they put this together was just like it, i mean it, it as we can see now it ended up becoming a masterpiece it did and i want to i want to piggyback off that point about g money and i want to uh add an additional thing to that as in the turning point of this movie to me is when they was watching scarface yep when they was watching Scarface, now it was a whole other lot of shit that was going on too. Cause G Money Girl mm-hmm. is just blatantly trying to fuck oh. Nino in front of, oh, you what? know, like, oh my god, oh my god, you know, like that was come on, like she she was a G, she was a G, you know what I'm saying? She she, was, yeah, she, she actually, was Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl, and she went for what she wanted, and didn't feel bad I about mean, it. At one point, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been mad if G Money killed her on the spot. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh yeah, she had to die. I'm sorry. He could have got. Now, I know that sounds bad, but if I'm in this world, <laughs> if I'm in that world, and I'm G Money, oh, she's dead. She's out of here. Fam, we both making money. It's it's not like, you know, what I'm saying like Nino getting more money than me. We in this together. Yeah, like, come on, and and then you go, then you gonna get me 
you don't get the heat on me because you bring up the fact that she can't have a baby. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you out of here, man. Counsel her. I get a new one. Like, no. So, let me tell you something. One, I do got a beef with this movie, though. Okay. They made G money to crack it. Yeah. They are, they, listen, they tried to play light skinned people in this movie, man. That's, they made Christopher Williams soft. He worked at the bank. He's an educated brother from the bank, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, light-skinned people wasn't, they, they didn't get no shine in this movie. And around that time, bro, we was popping. I mean, yeah, 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 I was, yeah, I was definitely popping. Uh, they didn't have but... no light-skinned groups performing. Come on, man. No. The bar no. is still hot. Yeah, you had Albie Shaw out there. Y'all look, y'all even got junk. Y'all even got junk, dude, with color me bad, my guy. That's what I'm saying, bro. Hey yo, speaking <laughs> of color me bad, bro, they 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 had the hit off this soundtrack. They dude. did. They did. They, they had, had the best song on there. Hey, I wanna say they had two versions. They had two versions. Oh yeah, that was that was a hey, color me bad, but yeah. Them them dudes, them dudes, but they hey, you wanna talk about a one hit wonder? Man, listen, tell you, no, that song still hits. ring up, but they did have two hits. But like, come on, we really but know not, about not like, yeah. sexual. I want sexual up is the one, though. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, but oh, so the Scarface scene now, mm-hmm. you just finished watching Scarface and you seen all the places where he fucked up at, and what do you do? Right. You do all the same, shit. same, uh, the same thing. You, you, the very first thing you say is the world is mine. Like, dude, don't you yep. see that's what he fucked up at? Like, mm-hmm. and another thing about G Money, it's like, yo, now later on in the movie, he says, you know, where the shit went south. He said, it's, it's mm-hmm. when you said the world is mine. Like, I yep. helped you in this. Scarface, Manny helped you with this. You didn't get mm-hmm. this shit without Manny. You know what I'm saying? And Man. when. G Money played the little brother role too well, though, bro. He played it too well. First off, G Money was the one who introduced everybody to this to begin with. That's if what it I'm wasn't saying. for G Money. If it wasn't for G Money, wouldn't nobody be getting their Jimmy waxed every night? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. My man came and told him. He said, "Man, listen, man, we can sell this." They be all on us, man. They be you be getting like Jimmy Wax every night. That is the funniest scene in that movie to me, bro. Hey, and it's it's like he was the one who introduced it. And then this is this is what and another thing that pissed me off about that was the fact of when he put the crack rock on the thing, like he's the one that's giving the speech. That's and he saying. made it seem like it was his idea. It's like, yeah, no, like it was G Money's idea for you to even transition into selling something else other than what that's, we that's why i said g money played the little brother role too well man like it's 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 a point in time bro where you got to step up like this is your idea you brought this to the table g money created the cmb that's what i'm saying without g without g money there would be no cmb bro that's exactly my point so i'm like and then you see all the mistakes that Tony made, and mm-hmm. then he starts mocking old girl because yep. in Scarface, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer couldn't get pregnant. Yep. 
So it's like then he starts mocking her, and then like she said, you you're starting to take me for granted, and like that's what he was doing. So he got so big headed into thinking that he can't be touched, even when it came to the Italian guys. Like uh-huh. he started like because he he cut. That's another thing. They they fronting you drugs, not fronting. Uh-huh. You dealing with them and they getting ten percent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all get a whole nother connect and you disrespect the people that got you started. And then who brought them in? That's another thing. G Money. That's G what, Money was the one who got man. them hooked up with the Italians in the first the place. Dis- the disrespect for G Money in this movie is crazy, bro. The the footwork and the groundwork and the blueprints that he laid for them to even be at the empire that they had. There would be no Carter if it weren't for G Money. There would be no CMB if it weren't for G Money. There would be no Nino Brown if it weren't for G Money. And it's also got more correlations with Scarface. Mm-hmm. Who, who was the person that got Tony the meeting with Lopez in the first place? It was Manny. Yep. Manny was the one that got them to the meet when they was washing dishes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Manny set up that whole thing for them yep. to. You know, to meet with the uh with the Colombians and all that type shit. That was Manny's uh-huh. idea. So it's like y'all didn't get started in this shit by yourself, but y'all let y'all egos take over. And I think that that was a lot of a part of the reason why G Money turned to the damn pipe because I think he felt so disrespected, and I think he felt so unappreciated that he just needed something to get his mind off of it. And he starts using the same product. I don't know. And the girl, girl, girl fucked them up too. Yeah. I think G Money had low self-esteem, man. You know what I'm saying? Having that little brother syndrome. You know what I'm saying? He just he did what he wanted to do. In in most cases. He was a wild card at the same time, too, though. You know what I'm saying? Nino did had to had to pull his coattails a couple times on, you know what I'm saying, certain things. But for me, man, I don't know. I I, I feel like G Money's character could have been written better. I mean, it, it did its purpose for the movie, but I would have liked to see him, you know what I'm saying, still be by Nino's side. I would like to see them team up, you know what I'm saying, and, um, and actually, you know what I'm saying, like be at that, you know what I'm saying, at that, on that throne together. Because like at the end of it all, it's like he had to kill his brother. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's that's tough. But at the same time, they made it seem like he didn't care. Well, I mean, you got to remember when the whole Pookie shit happened. Mm-hmm. And no, we, I mean, we, still, get, we didn't even get into Pookie yet. Yeah, yeah, we're we going to get in. We, I mean, this, but this Pookie thing is connected to G Money. So we still talk to G Money, right. but Pookie at the same time. So right. but the backstory on Pookie, which is crazy because he's a stick up kid. And this is the thing. He got shot. Look, people are lucky I didn't turn to the pipe. You know what I'm saying? He got shot in the Achilles. I tore my Achilles. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, bro. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Crack cocaine is not going to heal your Achilles or help you deal with the fact that you have a torn Achilles or shot in the Achilles, whatever. Crack cocaine is not the medicine. I'm telling you now. I'm glad you didn't turn toward the pipe. 
Nah, nah, nah. I was, I was, I was just trying something real quick. I was just trying something, but no, I was meaning like after he got shot in the foot. Next time yeah. we see Pookie, he's strung out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think that that, and remember, he was limping too when when he mm-hmm. when he first went to go when he gave him a, a whole damn turkey at the thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that him getting shot really fucked him up, and he turned to, you know, he turned to the crack rock, you know, to, to yeah. deal with those to deal with those problems. Yeah, well, on top of that, you got to imagine the depression that he probably going through, you know what I'm saying? He probably going through a whole bunch of different things, you know what I'm saying, being shot, having the fear of if they might come back and get him. It's, it's a lot that goes into that, man. Yeah, PTSD. Yeah, for real. So, Pookie, uh, uh, so Scotty cleans him up. He feels bad because Scotty, they're, they're surveillance. They're surveilling um, Nino Brown. Scotty feels bad for him and takes him to uh, a rehab to get him cleaned up. Mm-hmm. So when, when Pookie's coming out, he's like, yo, like I'm clean. Like, let me help you bring down Nino Brown. He's already offering yeah. me a job. So long story short, Pookie ends up working for the CMB. But he was reporting back to Scotty. And yep. He got a promotion. He got a promotion where he made it to the uh, where he made oh. it to the drugstore. Real quick for the people who don't know exactly what we're talking about, Scotty is the undercover um, agent. Yeah, undercover cop uh, played by Ice T. Yeah. And yep. um, <laughs> so <laughs> he goes to the. So, yeah, I know, right? So he goes to the drugstore. Another fact that idea. Came from the Chamber Brothers. Mm-hmm. They had women in there, topless. Yep. Put you know doing the crack shit, and they also so used you it. Stand and, in front of yep, and they also used the same tactic in American Gangster with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Frank Lucas. Denzel Washington. Yeah, with Frank Lucas. So anyway, yeah. where it got crazy was now he was doing fine in the drugstore. But mm-hmm. this is when it this is when it got bad. When Mario Van Peoples and Scotty and all of them are on the beach and they're talking and they're like, "Yo, they're like, yo, I'm not with it. it like, we we mm-hmm. don't think it's a good idea. We don't think Pookie should be working in a place full of you know what I'm saying full of full mm-hmm. of crack rock. Like it's it's not a good idea. And everybody was against it. But this is why I think Scotty fucked up at. When Scotty started telling him, like, you know what I'm saying, you owe me, you owe yourself, you owe my mother, you owe the neighborhood, you owe this, you owe that. It's like, yo, like, that speech put so much pressure on Pookie. Like, Uh I felt like the only way that he felt that he could pull this off was to hit the pipe and be high. Yeah. And not think about it. Get back to it. Yeah. And I think that, okay. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that that was his downfall. Was that that yeah. damn speech that he gave him? I think that speech was was totally uncalled for at that time. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, but real quick, because you brought up his name, I want to give flowers to Mario Van Peebles, man. Um, him being the director of this movie, and him coming from uh, the lineage that he comes from, his dad was um, one of the directors that were that was behind a lot of black exploitation films. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's where he comes from. So this is something that he's he's been in, uh, been around all his life. But his dad was um, a major director. You know, what I'm saying that that last name is huge in you know, what I'm saying Black Hollywood. Also, his dad was um, directing not just the screenplays but actual plays like on Broadway. And, you know, what I'm saying um, around the world. I'm sorry, around the country, but. Um, he was a part of a lot of those black exploitation films that saved Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, say without those black exploitation films, Hollywood probably would have crumbled. So for Mario Van Peebles to carry that on and bring us, you know, saying such a masterful classic, I think that he definitely deserves um, his flower, his flowers for this because the the insight that was given throughout this whole movie, right? When I mean, I know we've we've gone over a whole bunch of different things, but we're talking about the perspectives of a cop. We're talking about the perspectives of dope dealers. We're talking about the perspective of addicts. Um, we even talking about the perspectives of people that live in these communities because, you know what I'm saying, we, we also got to see, and it, it might not have been like a, a long diatribe, but it, it was also like people that was going around saying like, yo, you know what I'm saying, we got to get rid of this stuff and da-da-da. Like the old man, for instance, you know what I'm saying, we – he he's gonna come up later on in the um in the pod, but you know what I'm saying, like we've seen all of this stuff, how you know what I'm saying, Crack Cocaine basically came in and ruined everything that was already damn near demolished to begin with. So for him to be able to create um to create this movie from all those different point of views, I think that, you know what I'm saying, that's something that we gotta definitely, you know what I'm saying, uh, take our hats off or tip our hats, however you say it. Uh, to Mario Van Peebles for even creating such um, creating such a visual for definitely man definitely man because he 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 he's one of those guys I mean shit he brought you a black western you know what I'm saying that's like, what I'm saying bro he he definitely the 90s man he was a very, very big name in the nineties, man. And, and yeah. he's one of those dudes that slept on because I think because when you think about what Kenny and Ani Wayans did, I yeah. think Mario Van Peoples kind of get slighted just a little bit because of the, of the run that that um that the Wayans well, I would, brothers put I would in. say they neck and neck. I would say they neck and neck because what Keenan did, he did more so for comedy. And mm-hmm. I know he, you know, he had Low Down Dirty Shame, which is kind of a comedy, but it's really an action film or whatever. Yeah. But what Keenan did for comedy, I feel like Mario Van Peebles did for drama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I'm with you. Uh, I, I I agree 100%. And, um, but yeah, like, so that scene, that scene goes down. And I think that speech, I think that speech really killed it. I think it really killed yeah. it. And yeah. he, he turned to the pipe, got high, blew the cover. Now, the reason I bring mm-hmm. all that up and I say it's connected to G Money is because G Money was the one who gave him the the promotion. And so mm-hmm. they had to shut the corner down. So then G Money meets with, with Nick and Scotty because mm-hmm. they had ran up on the Italian dude he said, look, I need you to set me up a meeting with G-Money. So he said, look, I got these new people. They're going to sell us this for this price, da, 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 all this type of shit. And he told him, yeah. I'm going to meet with him. But if you're wrong about this guy, I'm going to kill him. 
and I'm gonna kill you. Right. So he told you money. If this shit don't work, you out of here. Now, yeah, bro, man, you- but that's his brother, man. Like, see, that's the that's to me that was the downfall. Of, I think that was the downfall of Nino Brown. The fact that he so easily was able to. He was so easily able to disassociate himself from his brother that way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I and don't get me wrong, I I know that what Z Money did wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Like Z Money, like I said, he he had his own flaws. He was wilding. He was out here wilding. But the fact that at the end of the day, bro, that's still your brother. That's still your blood, man. Like you supposed, especially being the guy that you are and doing what you're doing, you're supposed to be looking out for your people. And the fact that he didn't do that, like to me, I, I feel like that was his. That's that was the turning point right there. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And then, like, and then I felt like he <clears throat> he blamed G Money for him being on a run. And it's yep. like, yep. Okay, did G Money make mistakes? Like, yeah. But like, what were you doing while he was making these mistakes? Like, when the quarter got shut down, who was you with? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you was with G Money's girl. Exactly. So it's like it's like you're not doing the, the right things with the time that you have when some mm-hmm. of this shit is going down as well. And mm-hmm. let's not let's not forget, you were the one that told Pookie if you clean yourself up, I give you a job. Exactly. Exactly. So you the one that wanted to play boss. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly my point. So it's yeah. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of downfalls in there, but it also is a lot of correlations with you know, with, with Scarface and, and, mm-hmm. and shit like that. And, I, and mm-hmm. I thought it was ironic that they used that movie in this movie as well, right? because you can see the similarities and all of that type shit with the egos and the world is mine and your 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 number one guy, your right hand man is the one that you flip on, but that right hand man is the one that put you in that position that you in in the first place. Yep. But yep, I tell time. you, but I tell you my problem with the script. Okay. I don't think that we needed the school teacher mom story, and that happened to be Scotty's mom. Right. And Nino Brown was the one who killed her years ago, and it was to join a gang. I don't think we needed that. I felt that was a little I, cheesy. I think we, I think we did only because it added, it added that. I don't want to call it the explanation, but it it helped you understand why Scotty was so adamant as to doing everything that he could to take Nino Brown down. Because remember, it was it was a point in the movie where he was he was willing to go off the rails. True, and if but it wasn't for Nick, and if it wasn't for Nick, it would have happened. This is true, but this is the thing. He didn't find out that it was him that shot his mom. He had already wanted to take Nino Brown down before he found out. But that's what that I'm saying. That, that added that added that fire, you know. I mean, it added that fuel to the fire. The fact that, you know what I'm saying, once he finds this out, like because because he was he was gonna go above and beyond to do anything that he had to do to make sure that. All of this came crashing down. True. This is you know true. I mean, yeah, I think it's more of adding fuel to the fire. It's just like, but I think that at this point, 
he already wanted Nino bad anyway because because Pookie became a friend to him, and Pookie mm-hmm. got killed. So it's just like you're adding dominoes on top of dominoes at this point because it's like. Well, can we can we talk about how Ice T, who was a cop killer, um, <laughs> always gets this role <laughs> to where he's like the community cop. Yo, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, this motherfucker told. Yo, when he told Nino Brown, I want to shoot you so bad, my dick hard. Yo. Yo. Pause. <laughs> pause, bro. Pause. What are we talking about here? Whoa. Yo. <laughs> Man. No, the punch The punch was everything, though. It, it was, but at the same time. Into the trash? Like. How how artistic was that? No, but this is the thing <laughs> though. If you know Wesley Snipes, yeah, ain't no way Ice T no. would whoop his that. First, first off, Wesley Snipes is a seventeen-time black belt in damn near every <laughs> martial art. He'd have dodged that punch so quick and hit him in the underarm and made him go to sleep. It'd have been over with. It would have been over. Like I'm trying to figure out in 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 the in the readings. Where, like, did Wesley have any pushback? Like, yo, y'all do know I will like, uh, uh, I will whoop Ice-T's ass. Y'all do know this, right? Like, I gotta be able to get a few hits in here. Like, and he had a few. Like, he had, I would say, when you when you're counting, like you know, like in boxing, when uh-huh. they're like this this many punches are landed. Like yeah. I know Wesley Snipes in that in that writing room is like, yo, I gotta get like three hits in or something. Like, come on, man. Ain't yo, no way in the hell this dude can whoop when, when did Passenger 57 come out? I think it was after. I th- it had yeah, to be after. after. Good. Cause I better say, if if Ice T knew better, he would have known not to punch Wesley Snipes in the <laughs> After we seen Blade, I was convinced this man is the truth. Man, you ain't kidding. That's why I said, like, if you know anything about Wesley Snipes, you know yeah, there's man. no way Ice T is uh beating his ass. Hey yo, son, uh, uh, I'm I'm about to go off real quick on the rant. Yo, Wesley Snipes should have been with Steven Seagal and John Claude Van Damme. Was. He should have been, and but this is what people also got to understand, and I didn't know this till later down the road that. He had the high before all of this reboot shit. He had the highest grossing Marvel movie of all time, and it well, was he, really that was the reason he, that yeah, that's the reason Marvel got yeah, started. Yeah, it's because of the success of Blade. So with him having his own franchise, I think that Wesley Snipes did get his eventually. Like. With with John Claude Van Damme, like I mean, look, at the end of the day, blood sport and kickboxer and you know all of that shit, it, it didn't do. And Mark for death, and you know, cater to the grave, not cater to cater to the grave. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, what did he do with DMX? Exit wounds, like exit wounds, yeah, like none of that shit did what Blade did. No, so, no, no. Well, it, it, it wasn't going to do what Blade did only because of the fandom behind Blade. Like, Blade, even though it 
to the the casual person, nobody knew what it what it really was. But if you grew up reading comic books, if you grew up reading any Spider Man or anything like that, you knew who Blade was, or you had an inkling of who Blade is. So it's not like he was a a character that nobody was ever going to know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I, I I think look, Wesley had his run. He had, he had, he sure. definitely had his run. For I mean, sure. Passenger Fifty Seven is one of the most That's underrated movies out That's there. That's a classic, bro. And then and then um dude uh the oh, what they call it. It wasn't the murder. It was uh the something at uh Pennsylvania sixteen hundred. No, um, it, it is the murder at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like that shit was dope. Another yeah, another classic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like yeah, he 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 did his thing. I, I he he definitely surpassed uh, uh Steven Seagal. And, well, and, Steven um, Seagal really can't fight. They got a video of him on YouTube flipping people, and they clearly are flipping themselves. Cause he grabbing them by the wrist and just doing this, <laughs> doing like, like that. <laughs> it's, it's horrible, bro. They doing like some demonstration thing or whatever kung fu art that he used, but he just he grabbing their wrist and doing like that, and then they just flip over. I'm like, there's no way Steven Seagal has that much power in his forearm and wrist that he can flip a, a full grown man like that multiple times, let alone once. So yeah, I I just wanted to say that real quick because I I feel like um, with the background that Wesley Snipes has, I think that he would have definitely been a major like on, on the level of a John Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal. Like he should have been at that same level, you know what I'm saying? As far as action movie goes or kung fu movie goes, whatever. I, I feel like he should have been up there with them. Definitely, man. And um, and you know, uh, getting to the back end of it, man, like. The whole trial. Um, oh, Wesley Snipes has some, he has some great points. Um, okay, my question because because we talked about this earlier uh, uh, while I was at work, somebody brought this up. Did Wesley Snipes? I mean, did Wesley Snipes, did Nino Brown actually snitch though? Well, we do know he 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 uh he sold out old dude from the bank. Um, he saying. said he was going to snitch. He, he he said that when he was on the stand, Never did. he said if I'm going down, a lot Everybody, of people are going down with me. But what I'm saying is the only person he told on was the educated brother from the bank. True. But he also pleaded guilty to a lesser crime because he said I was a member. Mm-hmm. And he said the dude from the bank was the leader, the real leader, the leader of the CMB. Right. So he snitched on him, and he snitched on himself for saying that I had a lower part in this. You can't. Well, okay. I don't think. I, I don't agree with you. I don't think you can snitch on yourself. Well, not necessarily snitch on yourself. I'm just saying, like, saying, like, yes, I am a part of the CMB, right. but I'm, I'm not saying, the owner of Kareem the CMB. Kareem Akbar, the educated brother from the bank, was the one who, who was holding all this down. I don't feel like he snitched on him. I don't consider that snitching. Well, they arrested him. As they should. So they're snitching on him. He was nah, just dead. Only reason I say that because he really wasn't like, he really wasn't doing the crime stuff with him. He was really just like funneling money. To me, that's not a real crime. At the end of he the day. He didn't kill nobody. He didn't push no drugs. He didn't put nobody on. He didn't do nothing. All he did was make sure the money went through the bank. That's it. But then you got to look at it this way. Tax invasion, racketeering and shit. Look at what they got Al Capone and then, for. 
I feel like if you want to call that a crime, let's call it a crime. All I'm saying is Wall Street do it every day. They do. That's all I'm saying. They do. And that's what like look, we said it in um motherfucker. What did we do? Jessica Chastain. Um damn. Molly's game. Yeah, yeah. Like he said, he said, you know, how many crimes they committing across the street, you know, by, by the hour. But they didn't get Al Capone for actual, uh, you know, alcohol. They got him for tax evasion. Right. So that was more of the thing that they did with Nino, Nino Brown. Like they got him for drug dealing, but they didn't get him for running. You know, they didn't get him with the Rico, basically. But I don't think the Rico existed yet. The Rico didn't exist till uh, a couple years later. So the Rico didn't exist. Yes, but like, Rico is fairly new. Yeah. So my whole thing about that was his whole thing of saying that there ain't no poppy fields here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There ain't no Uzis made in Harlem. Like he, that's he, my threw, point, he threw he threw the government under the bus, and yep, he, he was should. right. But she said at the same time the government ain't on trial. You are, but the speech holds weight. Because once, all of this shit is once true. Once again, once again, shout out to Mario Van Peebles, man. I'm sure he had a lot to do with that. Yeah, because the government is not even partially responsible. They are completely responsible for all the drugs being funneled into this country and putting mm-hmm. that shit in the black communities. Yep. And what they're doing is they're, they're giving you the supply. That's just like somebody giving you the tools to rob a mm-hmm. bank and then after they rob the bank, they lock your ass up. It's yeah, like basically, you, you you gave me all the supplies to do the shit. Or and now you or, or or even to your point, that's like somebody giving you a match uh, a matchbook and some gasoline, showing you how to light a fire and you burn your house down and they be like, Oh man, you gotta go to jail. That's arson. Exactly. Thanks. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, so then, like you mentioned, um, he was gonna be brought up again. The old man, uh, he had a couple of run-ins with Nino Brown, and mm-hmm. the old man was sick of the shits. He was like, Pretty "I serve this country, and I feel like I'm gonna have to be the one to take the to take the uh." Well, he obviously served the country because he was a great shot. Oh man. man, center in the chest. He didn't miss. He didn't miss. Hey, what they call hey, it? Spot hey, on. center mass. <laughs> yeah. Spot on, bro. Spot on. The, in, the, in the midst of a whole bunch of people just standing around. Hey, what? And then he fell back into the trash. <laughs> bro, <laughs> the trash. bro, getting punched into the trash, then falling back into the trash after getting shot. That's all you need to know, man. Hey, man, you was a damn clown. It wasn't no hey, trash man, in drugs, the damn courtroom. Drugs are trash, man. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. But well, yeah, some was, drugs are trash. I'm not gonna say all drugs are trash because right. some drugs make you feel better. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, whatever that, you do, that. just don't do crack. Yeah, man. Oh, oh man, who used to say? crack? Oh man. Like- Crack is wet. This guy right here. You smoke crack, don't you? You smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> Jump off the roof. <laughs> uh, you smoke crack, don't you, son? That's my stuff, bro. 
Uh, <laughs> shout out to Sam's, man. Man, come on, man. Joe Clark in the building. Yes, sir, man. That's funny, bro. <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? Something wrong with you, man. Something is wrong with you. All right, man. You ready for the fire flames, bro? Man, let's do it. Let's get into it, man. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, so um, I go, I go ahead and take the lead. I think you took the lead the last couple times. Um, once again, the point of views from all the different people affected um, by the crack cocaine epidemic. You had, you know, saying the, the point of view from the addict, the dope dealer, the um. The civilians, um, the the cops, you know what I'm saying? It it just it gave you so many different ways to look at it. Um, you brought up a, a brilliant point how it correlated with Scarface and then them putting that in there. Um, the cast was amazing. Um, shout out to Michael Michelle, of course. Um, shout out to Vanessa Williams as well, because um, a lot of people forget about the dark skinned Vanessa Williams. Um, for me personally, I'm gonna give it a four point five. Okay, I'm gonna get a solid uh, four point five. I ain't mad at it because uh, feeling is mutual, man. Um, I'm gonna go four point five. Uh, I, nice. I do, I do, I do think that <clears throat> I think it was well casted. I I do feel like. There were a few moments where Ice T was kind of overacting. At he some oh, point. That's, that's that's Ice T with everything. He overacting right now in Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tell man. him that you got the drugs on you. <laughs> I want to shoot you so bad, my dick hard. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh man, but uh pause. So um yeah. but yeah, man, I, I've I've always thought that this movie uh was great, man. I thought the screenplay was really good, man. Yeah. Um, so uh yeah, man, uh, like you said, this is like the closest you're gonna get when, uh-huh. when it comes to a crack story. This is uh-huh. the closest you're gonna get as far as a movie. You know what right. I'm saying? There's a whole bunch of documentaries out there, but as far as a movie. Mm-hmm. Close as you're gonna get, so I'm gonna give yeah, it a four point five. It was an it was an amazing visual, man. Unanimous four point five, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so you know what I'm saying. Let's go ahead and um get into this uh, coming soon, bro. Let's do it. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was doing right. that picture. I don't know why I put that picture right there. Uh, <laughs> oh, so but did you did you get a chance to watch it yet? Okay, so I'm going to watch it this weekend. But okay, okay, this movie is um I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of women were disappointed in this movie that I heard because Jason Momoa did not take his shirt off. Listen, they need to stop. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> People need to <laughs> I'm stop. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna man. tell you something though. This is the first. Uh, the movie we're doing, we're doing Sweet Girl, a uh, brand uh-huh. new movie just came out, I believe, two weeks ago on Netflix. Yo, 
This dude actually got me to tear up, yo. I was like, oh shit, really? like Justin Momoa, dude, like he did a really good fucking job. Um, man, you, a, you you gotta you gotta watch C, bro. You gotta. Get I know, to see. man. You've been you've been on you me about same that. thing, bro. He, he will make you do the same thing, bro. He just Look, a blind he, version. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Hey, you stupid. <laughs> and you were serious too. Just a yeah, blind man. version. He's he's just blind, but he trust me. The same thing, man. Hey, this movie, I'm telling you, once you see it, you can be like, oh, okay, I see what he's saying. And, dude, it got a twist in it. Uh-huh. And then, like, what's great about the twist is they take you back to it once they show it. Dude, I'm telling you, um, it, it, it was really good. I think that uh, – I think people are going to really enjoy this one. I think you go enjoy this movie as well, man, once you For sure. It. But For yeah, sure. So – yeah, man, sweet girl. It's on Netflix. Um, you guys can go ahead and watch it ahead of time, of course. If you haven't already seen it, come back, listen to us, talk about it. Or, you know what I'm saying, you can wait, get the spoilers, and then go back and watch it afterwards, man. It's up to you. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we definitely appreciate the support. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter, at Scoot Bronson. You can find me on Instagram, Scoot Bronson underscore TV. You can also find me um, on my other podcast, 15 Minutes of Fame, available on all podcasting platforms. You can find us as a pod on Instagram at ViewAnonPod. You can also find us on Facebook at VAPod Watch Group. And don't forget to pre uh, subscribe to the 4 3 Sports Podcast. It's coming out um, 15th of September. We're getting busy. We're going to be talking about football from college to NFL, high school. We, it's all things football. So if you love football, make sure you tune in. Um, it's going to be a, a very, very big panel. So, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have a bunch of new personalities uh, that you're going to be listening to that I'm sure you'll love. Make sure, you know what I'm saying, you get in there early. That way, when, uh, once we drop, you'll be one of the first to hear it. Yes, sir, man. Um, also, you can uh, find me at s.foster8 <clears throat> on Instagram and Twitter. Let me see. At 28 Minutes or Less Pie on damn Instagram and 28 Minutes or Less on Facebook. Um, I put out a pie earlier this week. Uh, it was all about Nina. Uh, so go check that podcast out. And, man, did you let the people know what you about to be doing? Oh, Isolated Society coming up, man. Very, very no. soon. No. What's up? The other one. Damn, oh, what you doing to me? Man, I'm glad you said something. <laughs> Dang. Bro, listen, I, man, I'm – Woo. Um, we've had him on the podcast before. Shout out to the guy, e, um, Easy Carter, man. Um, I'll be uh, guest spotting on – yeah, I'll do a guest spot on this podcast. I don't know why I said guest spot. Next time, wrong in the month. Um, I'm doing a guest spot on the First Class Podcast, so y'all go make sure y'all subscribe to that. Make sure y'all show him some love as well. Um, he always got some good topics that he's talking about. Um, got a great panel over there, so I'll be joining them uh, for the next episode. I'm not sure when it's exactly going to be out. I believe it'll be out before Labor Day. So y'all go check that out. Go make sure y'all go to the back catalog, listen to all the old episodes. If you haven't, subscribe, 
follow, all that good stuff. Support, support, support. Yes, sir. But that's all Thank I you got, for though. reminding me, by the way. Ah, no problem, man, because I told you I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, man, I can't wait to go. Because uh, I've been on there before. I, uh, this this will be my second time, I believe. That's what's so, up. Yeah, I can't wait, man. So, um, everybody else, man, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, And, uh, yeah, man, like they said, Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.